Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where we talk about the upcoming texts, and you get to hear the pastors sometimes be smart and sometimes just ridiculous. Hi, I'm Pastor Megan Torgerson, and I'm here with... I'm Pastor Jen Hackbarth. Yes, she is, uh, and we're really excited to be with you all today. So welcome, and thanks for joining us. Uh, Pastor Jen... This is a, a transition point. Yes, Things we're are changing. We're moving from the season of Epiphany into the season of Lent. Uh, so, whenever this pack, podcast airs, it will be right around the time of Ash Wednesday. So, uh, we are kicking off the season, getting ready for something new. And we've spent all of these weeks in Epiphany, deep in the book of Matthew, learning from Jesus, hearing Jesus' teachings, uh, figuring out how these important words of Christ. Uh, form our identities as disciples and as a community in Christ. So now we're moving into, okay, we've done all this learning. What's next? And this also connects very well with your mission statement at Easter. Yeah, yeah. So if folks have been paying attention, uh, (laughs) you'll notice that our mission statement is indeed to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. So for these past, you know, several weeks, we've been talking about Jesus as our great teacher, which is a great theme for the season of Epiphany, talking about, you know, the revealing of Jesus to the world and more Mm -hmm. and more people knowing and learning from him, that grow in faith component of our mission. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also that second half, the carrying on the work of Jesus Christ. Well, what is that look like for us, for, right. for we as Easter Lutheran Church, here in Egan, in the world, how do, yes. what is that work? <laughs> yeah, because we keep doing it. It is contextual. Mm-hmm. It's who are we in this place here and now? Exactly. Um, so uh, because Lent is, is very much a, a time in the season of the church to kind of, um, I don't know, kind of focus in, you know, to kind of yes. slow down, to pay attention. Uh, for us here at Easter, it's also going to be a time to think about you know who we are as a congregation and how we live out Christ's work here. So each week, you're going to hear us kind of lean into a theme, a component of life at Easter, whether you are with us on Sunday mornings or whether you join us for our midweek services. Now, we have worship at 545 on mm-hmm. Wednesdays every week during Lent. Those services will pivot a teeny bit. They'll still be at 545 but we'll do hold an evening prayer and you're going to hear a different text, uh, not the one that will be on the Sunday upcoming. It's going to be a special one just for that midweek service. Yes. Um, again, this is just during Lent, um, but those midweek themes will parallel with the Sunday before. So, you know, this Sunday we're talking about connection and then this coming Wednesday we'll also talk about connection. How do we connect with each other mm-hmm. as God's people, as people following Jesus, um, as Easter, as a, mm-hmm. as a congregation here and now? Yeah, and how do you connect as a congregation across the board? Yes. Not just one certain type of ministry or one certain type of group, but everyone does this work of connecting and is privileged to do this work of connecting with one another, with the community, as individuals, as a community. I mean, you could go on and on. Right. Connection is great. This is kind of the, the work of being human. I just heard uh, something on the radio the other day where they talked about this 85-year study about what makes people happy like they identified this group of something like 700 people and connected with them every two years to talk about happiness and the number one thing that they said what makes for a happy life is positive relationships so having good nurturing positive encouraging loving accountable 
relationships with mm-hmm. other people. So that work of connecting to each other, uh, that's not just like something we're uh, trying to do because it sounds nice. Um, this is who right. we are meant to be as humans. Like this is how God has made us. We are at our happiest, our most abundant, living into the fullness of life when we are in relationship with each other. Yes, and relationships not only make us feel good, but they also challenge us yeah. and really uh, inspire us to learn and to grow because if you are accountable to someone else mm-hmm. and you are living with someone else or close to someone and you are having these daily interactions or whatever it may be, uh, church staff, church members, families, you you inevitably are going to be challenged oh. by that person or by something you've said and done. You will be hurt. So all of this is part of this connection as well. And we have Jesus saying, hey, I know this is going to happen. Anytime, of, anytime you're in community, you are going to have conflict. You are going to struggle. You are going to sin. And in our reading for today, Jesus says, hey, here are some ways that you can practically actually work out your conflict. Yes, and that, that's a perfect transition to actually hearing the text for this Sunday. We're reading from Matthew chapter 18. And as we've talked about before, if you're one of those people with a red letter Bible, whoo, most of the letters are read this time. So you are hearing these words from Jesus in this passage. Pastor Jen, will you read to us uh, the, uh, the lesson coming up for this Sunday? Yes, this is from Matthew chapter 18. We begin with verse 15 through 22. And Jesus said, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. This is the word of the Lord. Well, thanks be to God, uh, because this is something about uh, forgiveness, for which (laughs) I am daily grateful. (laughs) Um, But it's heavy, it's heavy stuff, uh, because what's at stake here is um, how we make things right Mm -hmm. with each other. I was just telling Pastor Jen before we hit record that I, I know a story of a, a, a pastor who uh, in the new member classes uh, would say to the folks like, you're excited and everything's great now, but at some point uh, this church is going to make you mad. I'm going to say something wrong. Someone sitting next to you is going to offend you and you're going to be tempted to just walk. Mm-hmm. Please do not just walk. Come mm. back, express your hurt, talk it out. Maybe we can't really solve the problem, but hopefully we can at least get to a point of, of forgiveness and reconciliation. And I appreciate that so much because then the expectation isn't, oh, you're here and everything's going to be perfect and we'll Mm -hmm. never fight and we all agree on everything. Mm -hmm. The expectation is human relationship 
is hard. Yes. Like you were saying just just a few minutes ago, Pastor Jen, like this is what it means. We fight. We disagree. We hurt each other, sometimes mm-hmm. unintentionally, sometimes intentionally. Right. Uh, and, and there is no way forward for us mm-hmm. without forgiveness. Yes. And sometimes I think we assume that churches are somehow going to be communities that are better behaved or better um, because it is a Christian community and you think, well, this is going to be a really... Folks are going to be nice here. Yeah. We're going to take care of each other. Right. Which we do. We do and we try. We do. That That is part of what we want to be. Yes. But churches are made up of humans and humans are... Uh, you know, can be a problem. A little messy. <laughs> and, and Jesus himself in the book of Matthew says this to them when, uh, when this happens. So even Jesus knew, hey, mm-hmm. even your group together, this community is going to struggle. And that's just a part of being a community. I think that sometimes people come into congregations mm-hmm. hoping, hoping that it is going to be a place that uh, people are, like I said, better behaved, mm-hmm. and that's not always the case. And so it can be a crushing disappointment yeah. uh, when you realize, oh, yeah, this is made up of people. There are normal <laughs> humans here, too. Yes, oh. it's hard. It it's hard. really hard. And it's hard as a leader to say, this is okay. This is what happens, and let's learn together yeah. about how to be in relationship and how to connect. To set up our expectations appropriately. Yes, yeah. we hope for all of the best, and we make a plan for when things go wrong because it is when, not mm-hmm. if. The setup to this story in Matthew is Jesus telling the story of the uh, the lost sheep, the parable of the lost sheep. So the shepherd has a hundred mm-hmm. sheep, and one goes astray, and so the shepherd leaves everything behind to go find that lost sheep. That's the setup for this story. So what Jesus yeah. is saying is, you will go astray, you will get lost, and just like the good shepherd will come find you, so too you who live in a community that is, is centered mm-hmm. on Christ and who hopes to uh, carry on the work of Jesus Christ, um, so too this is how you will treat each other. Mm, you won't just yeah. let that person get lost and disappear. You'll go looking for them. You're going to figure it out. You're going to work together on this. And and it's a this is a really systematic process, right? Mm-hmm. If another member of the church sins against you, so you get in a fight, mm-hmm. something goes wrong, go to that person, find them, say, hey, here's what went wrong. Here's mm-hmm. how I got hurt. And yep. this isn't a, like, you're a terrible person and I want you to feel bad sort of situation. This no. is a, there has been a wrong between us. The connection that we have has been severed because something was was hurtful and mm-hmm. and rather than let that stay severed rather than let that uh disconnect persist i want to do the work i want to mm-hmm. make this right so you start one to one and let me just point out friends <laughs> start one to one right like yes. because this is we pastors like to talk about triangulation and that's when the conflict between two people sucks in a third person rather Mm -hmm. than like starting with trying to sort it out between the two of them and jesus is anti-triangulation yes jesus says you start by going to the person and saying i i am angry here is here is the effect there has been a sin there has Mm -hmm. been a breach Mm -hmm. something is wrong yes if the member listens to you you have regained that one way to go you did the work isn't that nice language? I mean, nice yeah. is nice is not a great word to use, but I, I love that language, how you've regained. Yeah. 
you've regained something. And I think that's so cool that the lost sheep has been found. If you have gone and, and approached this person and you've had a dialogue and you've found out and understood each other and the other person, uh, and, and often these conversations will strengthen bonds between yes. two people. Um, I think we forget that sometimes that, hey, conflict can be a strengthener. And if you do that, you've regained a relationship. Yeah. How cool. How wonderful. But and if, you've brought someone back into the yeah, community. Woo. Yes. But if they don't listen to you, right, it's okay. Don't walk away. Yeah. Now take a couple people with you. And now sit down all together and say, hey, there is a hurt here. There is mm-hmm. a conflict here. We here are part of, of, of your family of faith. We are people who care about you. We want to see this made right. Yep. We're going to work together and make that happen. Also, then there's a little accountability, right? Yes. Like there's a little visibility for you are going to do this thing that you say you are going to do. And mm-hmm. we're going to hold you accountable. It's one of the things that I think is, is meaningful and not often talked about when it comes to Christian community. We're not always just here to like hype each other up and make each other feel good, although yes. that's part of it. We're also here to hold each other accountable. We're also here to say, this isn't what you said you were going to do, not because we want to be mean, but because we want to encourage and support each other in our in our faith and in our work. And you want to bring people with you who are not just going to take sides. You want them to be witnesses. Mm-hmm. So they are coming and they are observing, they are being a part of this conversation, but they're not taking sides or contributing. They are simply helping the other person to listen and helping you. If you are the one who's been hurt, you also need to listen and you need accountability. So it can be so helpful to have an outside perspective on that. Right, right. And if that doesn't work, then you go wide. Then you go to the whole community and say, all right, something is not right here and we need the work and support of the entire church. Um, you know, we could call a congregational meeting if, if you're having a fight with someone here. I hope it doesn't get to that point, but that's an option. It has happened. It has happened. Yes, it has. And when you think, I mean, we thought, we're thinking about in this context, conflict as like, you hurt my feelings. But let us remember that conflict can escalate to something like um actual physical aggression, mm-hmm. gross abuse of power by a leader. Yep. Um, these things are conflicts too. And if something like that is indeed presence, then yeah, then we are doing a whole vision board, whole congregational meeting. This is not something that you keep private and closed. This is something you work right. out as a whole community. Mm-hmm. And that's heavy, especially because at this stage, if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Okay, so a couple problems with this passage, right? Um, one is that Jesus is sounding really hard on Gentiles and tax collectors. I was going to say, this is challenging because Jesus usually treats Gentiles and tax collectors with some respect. Yeah, he's got like uh, a tax collector in his disciples. Yes. Uh, he has used Gentiles as uh, really like positive examples of faith. Um, right. So maybe, maybe there's a twist in this where Jesus says, treat that person as a Gentile and tax collector. Oh, you mean kick him out? No, love them even more. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe, maybe Jesus is being saucy here. Um, maybe. Maybe, but... oh, yes, maybe this is also using the language of the time to say, don't worry about him so much. Yeah. Let it go if it has to be let go. 
Yes, because there are times where you have to let it go. Yep. And that's yep. part of life, too, where yeah. if you are getting so hurt and it's mm-hmm. not healthy for you mm-hmm. to be in relationship, you might need to let it go, walk away. Yeah. There there are indeed, friends, uh, hear your pastors say, there are indeed wrongs so deep in a relationship, so hurtful, so prohibitive to, to safety and security and honesty um, that mm-hmm. sometimes... You have to walk away. Yes. And we know that's never done lightly. Yep. And Jesus even says, I know it's, I don't want this to be done lightly. Right. And I, it's, you don't walk away from people without having done some of this hard work. Right. Yeah. Don't, your first step is not walk away. Your first step is yep. try to, try to see if this can be repaired. See if this, because that connection between two people, between uh, the wholeness of the church is so mm-hmm. important and so vital. And if you're working so hard to keep that connection that you're risking the health and safety and welfare of the entire congregation, mm-hmm. hard pass. Now, I have served congregations that have used this particular scripture as it's in their legal documents. Nice. It's in their bylaws or whatever it may be where they say and agree as a community, this is the this is, these are the steps we will take when there is conflict. And I actually, as a pastor, would pull it out a lot and say, okay, <laughs> have you done this here's yet? What's, <laughs> here's what's happening. And let's go back to Matthew 18 because that's what our documentation says we do. Yeah. I mean, this is real stuff. It's so practical and it's so helpful um, whenever those conflicts come up. And I, I think it's, it's great, but it is hard. And mm-hmm. I'm so interested today in the way this text is situated in chapter 18 with the parable of the lost sheep immediately mm-hmm. beforehand, which in some ways is a feel-good right. parable. Yeah. And then at the end of this, we have, oh, for where right. two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. How beautiful. And we often, that's a feel-good verse as well, mm-hmm. but I don't think we often whenever we quote that verse, go back and say, but immediately preceding this verse is this conversation or this teaching that Jesus has about conflict, that where two or three are gathered, I mean, that's just, that's not us just showing up and hanging out together. Like, that's us actually doing the work and, and being in relationship and not necessarily, he uses the word agree Truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, um, I don't know if I like the word agree necessarily. So this is where I pull out the Greek and try to go, how can, what's a translation I like better? Yeah. Um, But it's, the the word is is where we get the root word symphony from. Mm. That's the, the, that's the, the actual phonetic root. And so it's like. To be harmonious, right? Mm, to be I in love accord, that. right? So it's less like, yep, you and I are exactly the same. But no, like we can, we can do this together. Yeah, we might be playing different notes, but they work together. We are harmonious. Yeah. So yeah, I I like that better too. If two of you are like in harmony on something, um, this mm-hmm. is gonna work. Or have similar goals, right? Or on the same path as yeah. far as values mm-hmm. and what you want to see happen. Mm-hmm. That's when Jesus is, says, hey, if there's two of you doing this work together, that is enough. Yep. And yep. I am present. Yes. And keep in mind that whole like that whole passage of, you know, two or three are gathered in my name. I am there among them. Isn't like you said, Pastor Jen, just in this whole um, 
it's good for us to be together. Isn't that Mm -hmm. nice? But when two of us, two or three of us are gathered together in Christ's name, doing the hard work of figuring out how to be community together, how to extend forgiveness to each other, how to ensure that the lost sheep don't stay lost. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what Jesus is talking about when he's showing up. Um, So not to put a limit on where you think Jesus is showing up, but this is the context into which he uses that verse. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, there's those last couple verses at the end where Peter says, okay, okay, I hear you, but... Oh, I was hoping we could avoid these. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think we'd get here. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But Peter says, how many times am I supposed to forgive, right? Just a few times, right? Like seven times. That seems like a big time, seven times. And Jesus says, no, 70 times seven, which depending on how you take it, he isn't being literal and exact. Right. Um, he's, he's making a proverbial statement of um, as many times as it takes. I love that Peter pulls the number seven. <laughs> right? Like seven's a good number. Seven feels good. Which is, and in scripture is a number that's often used. And it's a number of completion. Of completion, of, yeah. of holiness. But I, I still find it very funny that Peter is like, I got to pull a number out of the air. Like what is Should a be, ridiculous what amount? seven? That's a lot of times. <laughs> right. And Jesus said, yeah, seven times is a lot, but take that times 70. Like right. Keep, keep forgiving. And I, and I too, I mean, keep in mind the context here. Jesus has given people permission to say, like, even if you bring someone who has wronged you in front of the whole congregation and it cannot be resolved, it is okay to walk at that point. Yep. So Jesus isn't saying, like, look at the person who is being verbally abusive to you and say, well, I can forgive them again. I can forgive them again. Jesus is saying, sometimes that person needs to be like a Gentile and tax collector to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to be able to walk away. Um, And there can still be forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Like even if it's forgiveness, just that you need to voice for you so that you can also move on that, that, that is of value. Yeah, letting go of the bitterness and mm. the the hate, I think, is a big part of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and that can be a lifelong process and a lifelong journey. Um, yeah. But forgiveness is, is something that is powerful. And I think that's what Jesus is acknowledging here, that it can really make a difference for you mm-hmm. um, and for the community. Because as a community, we're forgiving one another a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, over and over. And and here Jesus has said, this is what I ask you to do as your teacher. Um, so when we say that we want to carry on the work of Jesus Christ, what we're saying is then we're going to commit to being connected to each other, to not mm-hmm. giving up on each other. And that means forgiveness. Yes. Yes. Oh, hard though it may be. Folks, this is the work of a Lenten uh, journey, right? Is yep. that we would... Uh, continue to live as people of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the